0: Well, it is going to be a great night. And uh, one of the things that we want to do, we're getting ready to take the offering. And uh, if you don't have an offering envelope, uh, just raise your hand and the ushers will bring you one. And uh, so ushers, if you'll get those out, just keep your hand uh, raised up. And then if you are watching online, uh, you can uh, give by going to givebc.org. Or you can go on, if you're on Facebook, you can actually type in the comments, hashtag donate with the amount, no spaces, and you can give there. Uh, Then we also have a slide. Do you have that slide for uh, Dr. Richard? Okay, go ahead and put that up there just so that people have it. And if you're making out, um, if you're making out checks tonight, you can make them to voice of revival, voice of revival. Amen. Uh, So we can put up that slide, the giving slide, in a minute. So that's fine. We'll we'll have another chance to do that. But here's what I want you to see right now. We have a short uh, video of Voice of Revival Ministries, Dr. Richard's ministries, him and his wife Rhonda. And it just is going through some of the things uh, that they are doing. So hey, back there in the video booth, get the camera on me. (laughs) I'm talking, and I'm not even on that shot. So, amen. <laughs> Thank you. There, hey, there I am. Glory to God. <laughs> Hallelujah. All right. So now, what we're going to do is we're going to watch uh, the video and see what they're up to around the world. And uh, do you want to give any uh, voice over this? Do you want the mic, or just let the video speak for itself? All right. All right. This glory all to God. Of the world. All the nations. Not amen. All of them. Okay, amen. All right, go ahead and let's play that and let's show them.
1: Are you hurting, broken, thin? That's St. Petersburg, Russia.
2: illness Lithuania
1: that's
2: a big conference in Ukraine about three four thousand ministers that's Pakistan
1: There's
2: about 20,000 people there 40,000 salvations in three nights Another city in Pakistan.
1: That's
2: Latvia. That's in Ukraine as well.
1: Come today, there's no reason
2: wait. To see. They're not all nations, there's Russia, that's uh, Siberia right
1: there. Calling, oh, oh,
2: the the that's actually in Greensboro, North Carolina right there. Nizhnya Tagil in Russia. That's another church in uh, Lithuania.
1: That's
2: another church in Latvia, Riga, Latvia. That's my wife doing a women's conference. Tampa, Florida, the river church. It's another city in Russia.
1: That's
2: in Ukraine, Sunni, Ukraine. About five hours from Kiev. It's another church in Moscow. That's the conference, in other, that's the same conference in Ukraine, Kiev. That's Germany, Paderborn. Paderborn, Germany. That's uh, the nation of Moldova. It's Canada, that's up there with the Cree Indians in Canada. That's Tissini.
0: hallelujah how many nations that said fifty two nations but over dr. Richard is it over a hundred different times that you've traveled overseas 100 nations, over a hundred over 100 times, times fifty two nations fifty five now glory to God amen God's doing great things I, A lot of that was over in uh, Europe and uh I guess eastern Eastern Europe the lord's had you over there quite a bit yeah, we just got back. Slovakia, czech republic and austria glory to god amen hallelujah i uh you know one of the things when uh, dr richard and i met i you know i didn't know who he was i didn't know what what the lord had him doing uh i just knew that the lord told us that we were supposed to meet and it was such a great relationship and those covenant relationships are so important and think I mentioned that. Amen. I think I mentioned that, um, one of the things that happened was the Lord said, cause we had met now and, uh, and I liked them pretty good, you know, but we had not had much, uh, interaction yet. And then the Lord says, have him come in and preach at Boomerang. And I don't, you know, here's what you need to understand about Boomerang is I I don't just let anybody come in and preach, <laughs> you know, it's got to be the Lord, but I knew the Lord said it, but I'd never even heard him preach before, and, and I was like, man, I sure hope he can preach, I hope, I hope he's bringing something, you know, and uh, I figured he was if the Lord told me, and I thought I'd heard right, and uh, y'all came in, and we just had a blowout, it was awesome, and uh, every time we've been together, it's just been awesome in the Holy Ghost, and uh, so we're excited about it tonight. So, Do you have the giving slides? If you can go ahead and put that up. Glory to God that way. Here is uh, ways to give to Voice of Revival. You can uh, mail it in there. You can do it by cash app, uh, the dollar sign Voice of Revival. Uh, You can text to give and you can do it online. Those are different ways. Uh, And then you have the envelopes here tonight and online they have givebc.org or they can do it in Facebook. But uh, as we're talking about the offering tonight, uh, I want to share something with you that the Lord, I believe, told me to talk to you about. It's something that actually came out recently in one of the Lunch Plus broadcasts. So uh, most of the time when you hear the word hope, on Thursday and Friday we're talking about hope. And one of the things that we did a while back was we had a series called There's Hope. And this was back in 2016. There's Hope. There's Hope. And uh, one of the things that the Lord brought up to me, he says this in Corinthians, these three things abide, faith, hope, and love. In other words, these three things will stand and they will abide forever, faith, hope, and love. And the Lord asked me, he said, how many messages have you heard on faith? And I was thinking, oh my goodness, I've heard probably thousands of messages on faith. And he said, how many messages have you heard on love? And I said, well, maybe not quite as many as I've heard on faith, but I've heard a bunch of messages on on love too. He said, how many messages just on hope have you heard? And I went. And I was thinking, I'm not sure I heard one on just hope. You know? And he said, Yet, yeah, it's one of the three things that abide forever. It's one of the three things that are eternal and a stable foundation. He said, the church needs to know about hope. And so when I got, we did the whole series on There's Hope, and it just kept going on, and uh, people were getting revelation. And one of the things that was major that came out of that is, in Hebrews 11, 1, it says this, Now faith... Is the substance of things hoped for, or faith is the support of things hoped for. So, in other words, faith works by love and faith supports the things that we hope for. So, the things we hope for ultimately are the character and nature of God and the promises of God. In other words, what faith does is faith manifests what we hope for. So if we see a promise in that word, and we apply hope into that promise, faith, when we believe on God to bring it about, faith brings that into being. And so if we don't have something that we hope for, faith may be present, but there's nothing to bring into manifestation. We've got to know the character and nature of God, and we've got to know the promises, because all of God's promises are yes and amen, but we put hope in it. But the question was, what is hope? See, and when we talk about hope, and this is what I want to ask you tonight, when we talk about hope, how do we use it in our English today? When we talk about hope, we say, well, I hope it goes your way, you know, I hope that works out. And basically what we're saying is, it could go good or it could go bad, I hope it falls your way. It's really like wish. So the way we use hope in our English uh, language in, our, in this culture today is, it's like luck, or it's like a wish, Right? And so we'll say, well, I hope that works out for you. But biblical hope is not that way. It's almost the exact opposite of that. What is biblical hope? When the Bible defines and says the word hope, what does the Bible define it as? Joyful. Three things. Joy, confidence, and expectation. So joy, so the way that America uses the word hope Is, well, maybe it will, maybe it won't. There's no confidence in that whatsoever. And if there's no confidence in it, there's no joy in it. I don't know how it's gonna work out, you know, I don't know, you know. And and there's no confidence, there's no joy. And if there's no joy and no confidence, there's no expectation. It's not like we're looking for it. Now this becomes very important. It's one of the biggest revelations you can ever get is that when that Bible talks about hope, it means that your joy might be full, right? So let me show you something though. And and now with that knowledge, let's look at a couple of things specifically in our giving tonight. Specifically in our giving. Go to 1 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 1. They're going to put it on the screen. And I want you to see this. Now... Are you and I supposed to be, go ahead and put it on the screen, are, are you and I supposed to be Christ like? Yes. Are we supposed to be godly? Yes. All right, now look at this. 1 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 1 says this Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, according to the commandment of God our Savior and Christ Jesus, who is our hope. So now what this verse says is Jesus is our hope. He is hope. He, now watch this. Jesus is our joy. Jesus is our confidence. Jesus is our expectation. So then when we see all the promises of God are yes and amen, right? When we see that all the promises of God are yes and amen, we can have expectation that that promise will come into being because Jesus is our hope that made it available. I mean, we can we can read a promise in the Bible and get excited and in expectation to the point where it brings us joy. You know, we ought to read promises in the Bible, and no ma- matter how sour faced we were, as soon as we read the promise. I know, Jesus, you about to bring this about. You can have the whole world, the whole world that's like, nah, you just, you don't know what's going to happen. You'd be like, "Uh uh-uh, I have confidence. No, 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 I've got joy on this, and I've got expectation. I've got expectation. Why? Because Jesus is my joy. He is the one who guarantees that the promises are going to come about. He's my hope. All right. Romans 15, 13. Romans fifteen thirteen. Now this was probably the major scripture that we used during that series. Hope. Go ahead and put that up. Now, now, say it with me. Now. 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 When? Now. When? Now. When? Now. when? Now. Oh, okay, I was just checking. Now may the God of hope fill you. Not just get you enough to get by. No, fill you with a little bit of joy. Oh, all joy. How much joy is that? A bunch. It's an overflow. It's all. Fill you with all joy and fill you with all peace. How? We've been talking about all week about faith. See, faith is a victory that overcomes the world. You know where you have a lack of joy and you may have a lack of peace? If you start to believe in in God's promise to fill you with all hope, all of a sudden you'll be filled up with all joy and all peace in believing. But you have to be believing. You have to be believing. And And then it says, so that when you believe, here's what we're trying to get you to, so that you will abound in hope. How? By the power of the Holy Spirit. Now the Holy Spirit's involved here. See, a lot of times we haven't let in, in denominational churches and religious churches, we have not allowed the Holy Spirit to fulfill His full work. But when the Holy Spirit gets involved, He will actually, by His power, make you to abound in hope, make you to abound in joy, make you to abound in confidence, make you to abound in expectation. This is who Jesus is. But look at the first first phrase. Now may the God of hope. Jesus is hope. God is hope. And he tells us these things so that our hope will abound. Our joy will be full. That means means we're not supposed to be walking around like we sucked on a bunch of lemons. With, With the lemon face. You know, we're not supposed to be walking around like that. You yep. I say that and I'm thinking, wow, maybe we need some of that tonight. I don't know. Maybe I, I'm going to stop looking at you because I'm not sure now. I don't know. I said that and everybody's like looking at me. He wants us to be full of joy. He wants us to be full of joy. This is God's plan. It, isn't that God's plan? All right, now let's go uh, to Romans chapter 12 and verse 1. I want you to see something. So, what do we know so far? Hope is three things: joy, confidence, and an expectation. I'm expecting something. Is anybody expecting something to happen tonight? Is anybody confident that they're going to get something tonight? Is anybody it, has it moved you to joy yet? When it, when you like joy just when it starts coming out of you, you realize now I've gotten in hope. Now faith can bring something about. Yeah. Amen. It's important to get in hope. It's important to get in expectation and confidence. It's important. I see, a lot of people, they go and they're just like, well, if God does something to me and zaps me, then I know I'll have something. No, our job is to walk in, in hope, in expectation. That's our responsibility, to put on hope, which is to put on Jesus and to put on the Father. God is hope. Jesus is hope, and our job is to put hope on. And what are we doing? We're being godly. All right, now look at this verse. It says, Romans 12 and uh, verse 1, Therefore I urge you, the King James says, I beg you, I beg you, brethren, by the mercies of God, present your bodies a living sacrifice, living and holy sacrifice, acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. Now what I want you to see here is this is a proper way to present a sacrifice or to present an offering. Can you see that? And how is the proper way? If we're presenting an offering and we're presenting a sacrifice, it should be at least two things, holy and acceptable unto God. And what's another word for holy? Separated, consecrated, separated unto what? What? Separated out of the world and looking like God. Another word for holy is godly. So when I take my offering, and I take my offering, and I'm bringing an offering to the Lord, my offering should be holy, and it should be acceptable unto God. Can I now? Let me. Here's the punchline. Can I bring an offering to God that doesn't look godly? Can I? Yes. Should I? Every offering that I bring to God should look godly and be godly. And if it's godly, it will be acceptable unto him, right? Do you remember the story of Cain and Abel? One of them brought an offering and it was not accepted. And the other one brought an offering and it was accepted. Why? Because it was brought in a different heart. How we bring our offering has a lot to do with how an offering is received. And if an offering is received, it's good seed, and it'll bring about a different kind of harvest based off of how it's received. So now here's the question. Can I bring an offering, or should I bring an offering to the Lord that doesn't have godliness in it? No. Then, but what is God? God is hope. So if God is our hope, should I ever bring an offering up to the Lord that doesn't have hope attached to it? No. That means, now what is hope again? Joy, confidence, and expectation. That means every time I bring an offering, every single time I ought to be taking this offering in all joy. Glory to God, hallelujah. Woo, y'all know what this is going to do. <laughs> An offering holy and acceptable unto God. It's got joy attached to it. The other thing I should do is when I bring an offering, it ought to have a confidence. This thing's going to do something for me in Jesus. There's a confidence that we have in that offering. That's what part of what's making it holy and acceptable unto God. It should also have an expectation. I am about to plant a seed and this thing's going to spring up in my life. And if I'm not bringing that offering in joy, in confidence, and in expectation, then that offering's not meeting the requirements it should be. Well, what does that take to get it there? See, when I know that I know that God is our hope. He is hope. He is, God is joy. God is confidence. God is expectation. And in order to have an offering that's holy and acceptable, it needs to be godly. Then when I bring my offering, I got to make sure that I'm attaching hope. To that offering. When I go up there, if I'm going up there and like I said last night, you get to the bucket and you're just not joyful about it, you're not cheerful about it, and it's like hard to let go of that thing. Oh my goodness, I I I don't, I don't <laughs> before you drop it in the bucket. That's not joy. It sure ain't confidence. And it's not an expectation of anything. And what that th- what's that what's going to happen to it? You probably should have just kept it. It'd probably do you better to keep it. But if I will work on my heart, and I'll say, oh Lord, I know who you are. I know who you are. And as I give today, as I give today, I I know who you are. Ooh, glory, glory. I got a joy on what's about to happen when I plant this seed. I have a confidence, because I know your word is true, and let every man be a liar. This is seed into the kingdom of God, and I will receive now in this time, and in the time to come, according to what the Bible says in Mark 10, and now all of a sudden I have a joy, I have a confidence, and I have an expectation. There's something coming back. Yeah. Say it with me. There's something coming back. There's a harvest when I start sowing into a kingdom of God. There's a harvest. And so tonight as you plant seed and give into the gospel and for his namesake. Don't just walk up here and throw your little envelope into the basket. Bring it as a holy and acceptable sacrifice. Attached with it, within your heart, is a joy, a confidence, and an expectation of who God is. And when you start giving like this, everything changes. Everything changes. So let's just stand on your feet right now. Praise God. Father, we worship you. Lord... We worship you. Father, we're not coming up here with just a piece of paper. We're not coming up here with just a little document from the bank. We're not coming up here with just some legal tender. No, as soon as we attach our hope to this offering tonight, it makes a transition from simply a physical exchange to a spiritual planting of the Lord. And when that planting of the Lord happens, there's a, it is seed sown. I'm talking to people tonight that know this thing is changing for me. I have a joy on my offering tonight. I have a confidence on my offering tonight. I have an expectation on my offering tonight. See, these are the ways of God. It doesn't make sense to the world. But oh, does it make sense to God. Lord, we're lining up with you tonight. We praise you. Lord, we attach hope, and this offering becomes a holy and acceptable sacrifice. Lord, we join hope of our heart right now with what we're giving tonight. We praise you, we worship you. We give you all of the glory and the honor. Lord, let it be multiplied in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. You may bring your offering up. Thank you, Father, for everybody who's giving. Lord, let it overflow let every seed be supernaturally (laughs) let every seed hey some people took it to heart amen let every seed be supernaturally multiplied and let it be quick 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 in jesus name quick in jesus name supernatural father we declare it tonight in the name of jesus Dr. Richard, Nicole, and I, we agree right now. In the name of Jesus, as ministers of the gospel, Father, we receive tithes and offerings on your behalf, and our job is to receive it for your kingdom and your kingdom only, and to bless it in Jesus' name. Lord, we call it blessed. We call it blessed. And Lord, we receive your blessing in Jesus' name. Amen. amen. Yes. Glory to God. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Man, that's the kind of stuff that will get your finances turned around. What I just explained, this kind of thinking towards God's holy ways, that's what changed our finances. It changed us. Yours too, I guarantee it. It changed your, our finances. We've seen it too many times. And listen, we just praise God for you and thank you. you. I'm telling you, it's something special tonight. Dr. Richard, we love you so very much. I want you to take it and run with it. And I'm ready for it. Are you ready? <laughs> Amen. I love you. Hallelujah.
2: Jesus, The Lord is good, isn't he? Amen. You glad to be in the house of the Lord tonight? Praise the Lord. How many would rather be here than jail? Raise your hand. All right, just checking. <laughs> Some people didn't raise their hand, but <laughs> but the Lord is good. Amen? The, Lord, the Bible says the Lord is good and His mercy endures forever. Amen? The Lord is good and His mercy endures forever. Amen? The Lord is good and His mercy endures, His mercy endures how long? Forever, His mercy endures forever. His mercies do not run out. His mercies are new every morning, amen? amen. Come on, His, His grace and His mercy is new, amen? They don't run out. Thank God for His mercy, amen? Thank God for His goodness. You know, the reality is, is we don't really even understand just how good God is. His goodness is beyond what we can understand with our mental capacity, the Bible says throughout the Word of God, constantly, the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. I'm not just quoting one specific verse. I'm quoting verse after verse after verse. For the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. For the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. Amen? Amen. For the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. The Bible says in the book of Psalms, the Bible tells us in the 34th chapter, the Bible says that we are to taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste and see. That God is good. You know what? When God wants us to taste of Him, let, let's honor Him and let's taste of Him. Amen? Let's taste of His goodness. Let's taste of His presence. Let's taste of his, his mercy. Let's taste of all that He is. Amen? You know, the Bible says in Psalms 84 that God is good to all. Because He's a good God. Yeah. You know, He is a good God. And His goodness is it's so good that He has no beginning and He has no end amen but I believe tonight that God's goodness is going to fill the house because the glory of God shall fill this house amen. you know you know M- uh, Moses wanted to see God in Exodus 33 Moses wanted to see God well obviously God couldn't allow Moses to see him and live so Moses so what did God do God took Moses and hit him in a rock and so when God passed by that he could see his backside <laughs> you know and then we get a whole chapter 33 and 34 just on the goodness of God because you know what God said because Moses said show me your glory show me your glory show me your glory yeah. so God said I, I, I'm gonna show you my goodness that's what the Lord said yeah. he said I'm gonna show you my glory because I'm gonna show you my goodness I'm gonna show you how good I am and then God hid Moses in the cliff of a rock and when God walked by Moses was able to see his backside that's like me that's just like me you know Hiding you in the corner here and, drive, and let and let him drive by and let you see my Z06 Corvette. Hallelujah, the back of it. Hallelujah, <laughs> that's 750 horsepower. Hallelujah. <laughs> Is that your car, Brother Richard? It's coming. Because <laughs> I, I, I I've learned about faith. Hallelujah. Amen. I've learned about faith. Yeah come on I learned about faith everything's about faith everything's about faith we if you didn't see the broadcast this morning you need to go back and watch it yeah. you know we might I might even who knows we'll just follow the Holy Ghost but we might get it back into some things but everything's about faith every single one of you let me ask you a question how many of y'all here tonight you know that you know that you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that if you should die tonight you go to heaven raise your hand okay I'm checking everybody on that hand, on that side okay Everybody on this side but one. Well, that's 99.9% of the people. Well, <clears throat> here's the reality. The greatest miracle that could ever happen, that, that's greater than a tumor disappearing. That's greater than blind eyes being opened. That's greater than a limb growing out. Hello? That's even greater than another planet being created. The greatest miracle is for an individual to be translated from darkness into light yes. the greatest miracle to ever take place is the miracle that happens when you become a brand new creation old things passed away behold all things are become new amen yes. see we could say something that no other religion can say because understand something when you when you become when you become a Muslim when people become Muslim their nature does not change they are the way they are before they got saved, or before they invited. Who, however, they do it, I don't know how they become Muslim, but however they become Muslim, you know, it's probably who knows. I don't. I really don't know how they become Muslim. Maybe they just profess to be Muslim. Who knows? But you got you got to do something to become a Christian. Yeah. I remember one time that um, well, understand. But what my my really what I want you to understand about about Christianity is that Christianity is the only religion that changes your very nature now we know it's not a religion but for argument's sake just, just let's go with me Christianity is the only religion that changes the very nature of its yeah. followers amen because yeah. when you become Islam, when you become a Muslim your nature does not change when you become a Buddhist your nation your nature does not change but when you become Christian your nature changes yes. amen yeah. and See, we could say something that no other religion can say. My God lives in me. No other religion can say that. My God lives in me. Think about that. My God lives in me. My God, the very creator of heaven and earth, he lives on the inside of me. Amen? Think about it. The very one who raised Jesus from the dead lives on the inside of me. The very very one who spoke from a burning bush in Exodus chapter 3 lives on the inside of me. My God lives on the inside of me. I remember a number, a number of years ago, I was in a, I was actually going to play golf. <laughs> I got all kinds of <laughs> golf. <laughs> I don't know, maybe some of my friends are watching I mean, they, they know I talk about it. I actually talk about it a lot more than I do it, but it is, it is my, it's, it's my go-to, it's my, it's my, it's my, um, it's my nothing box. You, you, know, you, know, you know what I mean by nothing box, you know? It's, have you ever seen that video with the guy talking about the woman's brain and the man's brain? And how a woman's brain is made up of zzzz wires and a man's brain is made up of boxes. <laughs> and you remember, have you ever seen the video and the guy goes, You know, women, he goes, Ladies, when, when you ask your husband what he's thinking and he says nothing, he's thinking nothing.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> because his favorite box is his nothing box. <laughs> Well, my, my, my nothing box is on the golf course. And I remember one time I was going going to play and um, I was in this very, I was in a TPC course. It's a, it's a course that the tour owns. And, and I was in there and, and um, <clears throat> somehow I got to talking about the Lord. Because we always talk about the Lord. Always. Wherever, wherever we go, we always talk about him. Amen? Amen. See, not everybody here is called to be. You know, a pastor, not everybody here is called to be an evangelist. Not everybody called to be a prophet, a teacher, you know, or apostle. But I can tell you what every one of us are called to do. Every one of us are called to tell people about Jesus. Yeah. Amen. You're called to tell people about Jesus. And so I, I probably mentioned the Lord or something in, the, in, in the, uh, this golf course. And, and so the guy behind the counter, he said, he said, Well, all religions are the same. And he wasn't being combative or anything like that. He actually didn't know. I mean, that's the only thing he did know. And you know, and, and you know, you, sometimes you see these stickers. You know, coexist. You can't. It's impossible, because light and darkness does not coexist. Amen. Hello. Come on, church. Amen. And uh, and so um, I said to him, I said, so there's a big difference between Christianity and all other religions of the world. And he says, well, you know, I've done study, and uh, you know, you, <laughs> it all depends where you study. He said, I've done my own research, and I, I found out that. The God of Christianity and the God of Islam is there there, there's no difference between them and I said sir there's a huge difference and I can show you today number one I can pray for you and you feel the power of God hit you but let me tell you the difference and I said the God of Islam Allah he says to his followers you die for me the God of Christianity the head of the church the Lord Jesus he says to his followers I'll die for you That's a big difference.
1: Amen?
2: Amen. Not only did he die for us, we got his life and we got his nature. Not only did we get his life and did we get his nature, we have been given a name that's above every name. Think about it. We have in in our possession, we have on on our lips, we have a weapon called Jesus. That the moment that name is spoken, every knee must bow. That the moment the the name of Jesus is spoken, cancer must bow its knee. That the moment the name of Jesus is spoken, leukemia must bow its knee. Come on, arthritis must bow its knee. Whatever it is, it must bow its knee. And we have been given a name that's above every name. And that's why we're to use that name. But most people never use the name. Most people never use the name. Most Christians, they only pray when they're in trouble. But God wants us to come boldly on a regular basis to the throne of grace. Amen? God wants us to come boldly, and he wants us to ask of him. Yes. He wants us to ask of him. Yeah. No, come on. He wants us to ask of him. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, he
2: wants us to ask. Amen. He wants us to ask. Because he's our father. He wants us to ask. I mean, we should go through the, you should go through the scriptures and just study all the times that God tells us to ask. I mean, you, you'll be pretty amazed. All the times. So, I mean, I mean. of course we know that the Bible says that we have not because we what? Well, in order to have, does that mean we're supposed to ask? Yeah. Well, that sounds a whole lot different than what we was talking about, you know, how, the, how, how most Christians, you know, perceive God and most denominations and most, you know, religious institutions, you know, they, they teach you, you know, I mean, somebody's sick in the church, you know, it's always, well, let's pray for so-and-so, you know, God's will be done. Well, God's will's already been done. No, God's will's already been done. Yeah. But we have to access His will by faith. Yeah. Amen? God's will's already be done. Listen, God's will does not just magically appear. Right. Yeah. And, and that's how people perceive God. As, as we said earlier, that, and, and Pastor Nicole talked about it, that, that you know, I made the statement that Jesus did not just come here to give His life for us and give His entrance away into heaven and then just leave us on our own. But you, do you know it's it's a, it's amazing to me? It's amazing to me how many people think that. Yeah. So like God's off somewhere off you know by himself on vacation, and we just got we just got to do the best we can. No 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 no. Right. God wants to be involved in our life, amen. Yes. Yes. But yet he's also given he's also given us access to him, and the way we have access to God is simply by faith. God's will does not <laughs> magically appear. Listen to me. That's why I put Pastor Brian was speaking on, on, on giving. It, it, that's a principle. That's a spiritual law. Yeah. Because every time you sow a seed, you set in motion a law every single time. And the Bible says don't be deceived because God's not mocked. Whatever a man sows, whatever you sow, you'll reap. Yeah. Amen? Whatever yeah. you sow, you'll reap. Listen, I was an associate pastor um, many, 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 many years ago. I was associate pastor, and it's amazing to me how everybody in the church wants to give the church their junk.
1: <laughs>
2: no, no, they want to give, it really really, what they need to do is burn it. Because they but they want to give to the church. And not only do they want to give the church their junk, they want the church to come and pick up their junk. <laughs> I remember one time I went to pick up this couch and Uh, I mean, it had plastic on it, and it was all new, and I I thought, wow, I I prejudged them. (laughs) And I go to pick up the couch with the other pastor, you know, with the the brand new one, and the the lady goes, no, 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 pastor, not that one. That's our new one. We will bless the church with that one. Uh, And I leaned over and looked at it, and it's like, ah! (laughs) I mean, you go sit on it, and springs come up and bite you on the behind. And I get down to pick it up, and it smells like dog pee. But yet, that's what they want to give to the church. You sow dog peat couches, and you'll reap dog pea couches. It's a law, it's a spiritual law, whatever you, no, I'm saying it's a spiritual law. Whatever you sow, you reap. You give God junk, and you, listen, that's what you reap. It's a spiritual law. He wants the best. Give God the best, amen? Give God the best. If, if people could just get a hold of just the revelation, just of what Pastor Brian would say, if what he said earlier, just, it'll change your life. It'll change your life. It'll change your children's life. It'll change your grandkids' life. It'll change everybody's life you come in contact with because God wants to be involved. Hello, God wants to be involved because here's why he wants to be involved because what he's done, he's already done. He, listen, he doesn't have to come. He doesn't have to send Jesus again to save the world. He already saved the world over 2,000 years ago. Jesus died once. Amen? Amen. The, 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 the issue is not everybody's received it yet. That's why the church has got to go forth and preach the gospel with signs and wonders. That's why we've got to go forth in power. That's why we got to go forth in relationship. Why? Because we are to reap the harvest. We're to tell the good news of the Lord Jesus Christ, of what he's done in his death, burial, and resurrection. Why? Because there's life available. Yeah. There's life available. No, there's life available. There's life available. Do you, do you know I will never die? I will never die. Because I was I was once dead, but I'm yeah. alive now. Yeah. Amen. See what well, because I have a brand new a brand new nature. I rem- I remember when I first got saved. And you can turn with me to Luke chapter <clears throat> uh, Luke chapter 5. I mean, when I first got saved, I had an individual. Still, matter of fact, he just texted me tonight. He he led me to the Lord. You know, I got saved when I was uh, seventeen, the end of my junior year. And uh, he he would come up to me and almost every day on a, on a regular basis for about three months, come up to me and he, and he looked at me and go, "Ricky, man, are you accepted Jesus yet? You know, if you don't, you're going to hell." And smile. <laughs> 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 a couple times I told him to go to hell. <laughs> I used to call him the go-to-hell preacher. But he wasn't condemning. It wasn't in a condemning way. and uh, But, I mean, on a regular basis, I mean, I'd be out places, you know, I'd be out places where I shouldn't be, you know. And, um, you know, back where I'm from, all, of, all the guys I hung out with, we all had, you know, we all had muscle cars. We all had race cars. And, you know, we raced on a certain place, certain roads all out in the country in We'd all race, there's a certain road, that's, that's, that's our, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, this is the race night, and sometimes even in between, and, um, and so we were at this place, and uh, and I, I was, that night just happened to be in a cloud, and uh, <laughs> it wasn't the glory cloud, <laughs> <laughs> and all of a sudden, poof, here comes, here's Sean, his name was Sean, and he, he looked at me, he said, Ricky, man, you know you shouldn't be doing that. You accepted Jesus, yeah. You know, if you don't, you're going to hell. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he did, <laughs> and and, I, and he didn't zero in on anybody else, but he he had to talk with me, and and I re, I remember I remember one night uh, one one um, uh, I think it's the last semester we switched classes and, and I remember that I decided well you know it's a new quarter I better go to this class and and I remember I walked in this I walked into this. Um, uh, biology class that I've had for the last three years, and, <laughs> and I, remember, <laughs> I, I remember I walked in, and the teacher's like, you know, they already had a seat assigned for me. I walked in. I was actually walking to the back, and uh, <clears throat> and, and so the teacher said, no, R- Ricky Moore, I, I got a seat up for you right in front. I need to keep my eyes on you. That's his words. He used, I need to keep my eyes on you, and I was only I only sit there for a few minutes, and all of a sudden, here comes the go to hell preacher, <laughs> and, and and set him right beside me. And he looks at me, and goes, "Man, we in the same class." Man, he Jesus yet?" Yeah. You know you don't, you're going to hell. And then he'd always give me these tracks, those chick tracks. You remember, the, you know, all the, got the cartoons on them. Do you know every one of those tracks? Somewhere in that track, there's always somebody falling off a cliff into hell. Yeah. Always. And I had a I had a revel I got a revelation of hell. That's how I got saved. And I re- I re- I remember it like it was ten minutes ago. I'm sitting I'm sitting in this in this class. I, it was it was the end of end of May. It was hot in Kentucky. And I remember I'm reading this track, and I and I remember as I looked down, I remember all of a sudden my very first revelation that I ever had was I knew I was going to hell. Wow. I knew I was going to hell. And I remember I turned. Sean, because he was sitting beside me, and I'm like, I don't want to go to hell. And he looks at me, he goes. <laughs> <laughs> he smiles. <laughs> he knew he had me. But you know that whole, the rest of that day, you know, I was so aware of eternity. And I remember I remember that, I mean, he said, well, come and go to church with me. And I, I, I okay, I'll go to church with you. And I've never, I mean, the racetrack was my church. I lived at the racetrack. I grew up at the racetrack. My family drove race cars, and so I drove. I, I grew up at the racetrack, so that's why I love the smell of burnt rubber and engine oil and engines. <laughs> I love the, if I can get a, if I can capture it in a cologne, I'd wear it. I, mean, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I love the smell, and uh, I know it's weird. I know it's weird, but this is one of those deals. I <laughs> grew from a little kid, that's all I've smelled, you know. And uh, I said, okay, I'll go, I'll go to church with you. And I remember they came to pick, uh, Sean and another guy came to pick me up. And I remember, I remember the other guy was driving. I remember we're going down, I'm sitting in the back, we're going down this road we all used to race on. And I remember him, he's doing like 85, 90. And I remember I said, Tony, I said, slow the car down. And he looks at me, because I, I had one of the fastest cars. I was never beaten. My car was never beaten. Anyway, that's another story. But <laughs> actually, I actually had a '67 Chevelle Supersport Everything on it was, everything was bored out and high performance. Everything on it. it. It would it beat the Challengers and the kudas and the, the Roadrunners. I mean, it, it just beat them all. And uh, so, so that's why he looked at me funny, like you telling me to slow down. I'm like, yeah, slow down. I said because you two are saved and I'm not. And I said if you wreck. You guys are going to heaven, and I'm going to hell. I said, Let me go to church and get saved. Then we'll race on the way home. <laughs> I don't want to go to hell. <laughs> you, know what, you know what I mean? <laughs> And I remember I where I, I walked into the church and it was it was a wild church. They were sitting there dancing and doing the doing the little bunny hop, the charismatic little bunny hop thing. I can't even do it, you know. And and I'm like, because uh, there was instruments, there was drummers and guitar instruments. And I'm like, I stopped, and I'm like, is this church? I mean, it was wild. Now, now, now! I look back at it; it was very mild compared to our meetings. <laughs> but you know, I'm like, and 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 when I walked in, I, I, fear hit me. I'm like, where am I at? I actually, I actually had the thought, and I remember we go up on the balcony, and wherever, I'm sitting on the balcony. I'm watching all these people dancing around, and I'm like, where am I at? I mean, my knees are fellowshipping with one another. I'm scared. <laughs> And I remember I had the thought because it was right around the time where you know Jim Jones you know doing the Kool-Aid they drink the Kool-Aid and the poison. I remember I remember I said to myself I still remember the thought. I said to myself they passed the Kool-Aid and I'm out of here. Because <laughs> it was a, it was a Pentecostal church you know, assembly of God. It was the same church that Colonel Sanders was a member of, Kentucky Fried Chicken. Colonel Sanders went to my church. You know he got saved because he had a cussing problem. He had a cussing problem. He wanted to stop. Cussing. He could. He all, he cussed all the time, and he, and he and he wanted to stop cussing. So he saw my pastor on t- on TV, and long story short, they met, they met, and so my pastor Wayman Rogers got him born again, and then took him down to the water and baptized him in water. Came out of the water, he never cussed again.
0: Glory
2: to God. Never cussed again, and every every Sunday he's right there on the front, Colonel Sanders. Colonel Sanders, I mean Colonel Sanders. Do you know Colonel, not only did not he only get born again baptized in water, you know he's baptized in the Holy Ghost and fire and spoken tongues? Yeah, Colonel Sanders was a Holy Ghost tongue-talking man. <laughs> now, 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 now you can put two and two together. Have you ever gone, when you go to eat Kentucky fried chicken, doesn't it always make you want to speak in tongues as you're eating? <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's just so good. Why? Because it, it's Holy Ghost chicken, man. It is Holy Ghost chicken. <laughs> <laughs> so 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 I'm, I'm there and I'm like where, where is he what is going on here man and I, and I'd I, I keep saying to him when do I get saved no he said I'll tell you I mean from the farm when do I get saved no no, no I'll tell us when do I get saved I'll tell you and I'm sitting there I'm just look I'm watching I don't I don't, I don't I don't I'm seeing people you know doing like this so I'm okay uh, I don't know what to do nothing man Next thing I know, I'm just nervous, scared. Like, what am I? What, what, what is it? Next thing I know, this lady on 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 the left of me, all of a sudden, <laughs> and I'm like, oh. <laughs> and then another on the side, and, I, and then the whole church. I'm like, oh my God, where am I at? And, and, I, and I remember, I remember, I said to Sean, "What country is these people from?" And he said, What? I said, where, where are these people from? What country? He said, Oh, man. He said, That's tongues. I said, What's tongues? He said, Oh, you going to get it? I'm like, I'm like, Bring me along slowly. All right. right?" Bring me along slowly. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to take so much. You know what I mean? I mean, this is new to me. Bring me along slowly. <laughs> <laughs> Was on a, you know that was on a Thursday night? That was on a Thursday night. And I remember he, he, when the time came, he, he said, go, 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 your time, go. And, and I went down there and I went and gave my life to Jesus and, and got born again. And I remember I walked out, I remember I, I felt so different. Why? Because, see, I was once dead, but now I'm alive. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I said this a moment ago, I, can, I cannot die. I already died. I'm alive now. Only thing I, I just I just close my eyes. That's it. I just I just close my eyes and step into step in the Bible says we go from glory to glory. I step, I step right into glory. Amen? Amen. And I remember I walked outside because everything's so alive to me. I remember I walked outside and I was like, tree. Look at that tree. No, I just didn't notice it. Why? Because I'm alive now. And I'm like, listen. Birds. Listen to the birds. Grass. Look at the cream. Look at the Kentucky blue look at the grass. That's the first time I, I ever mentioned the word grass and didn't have the thought of smoking it. <laughs> <laughs> look at the grass. <laughs> <laughs> I was like so alive. <laughs> I was I was so alive. It was so wonderful. <laughs> that was a third That was on a Thursday night. And then 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 on Friday at school, Sean comes up to me and I was like, I just still I'm alive now. And Sean said to me, Tonight there's a prayer meeting. I said, What's that? <laughs> I said, If it's anything like like, like last night. I'm there, so I got saved on Thursday night. Friday night, I went to a prayer meeting. All night prayer meeting. Well, it wasn't all night. It was, it was a long time though, but it was almost all night. And I remember we went to this prayer meeting, and <laughs> huh? I said it's all night, two hours. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but I remember I went to this prayer meeting, and the guy, the guy gets talking about tongues and who who who. Who doesn't speak in tongues in here? And my hand went up, but it wasn't me putting it up. <laughs> and my, and my, it was me and this girl. And I'm like, oh, and I said, come, come down here. Like, oh, okay. So I remember we went down, went down to the front. There's probably like a hundred people there, maybe 120. I don't know. And and so yeah, it was really good. And so I remember we walked down. They put two chairs. I remember we sit in the chair. Okay, they're going to speak in tongues. Do well, you know what it is.
1: <laughs>
2: how am I going to do it? I remember I'm like, how? I don't know nothing. And I remember he laid his hands on us. As soon as he laid his hands on us, the girl, I mean, he said, lift your hands, close your eyes. I'm like this. The Holy Ghost is going to come out of you and you're going to speak in tongues. I don't know what talking about. <laughs> so he laid his hands on me and her. Next thing I know, the lady beside me. And I'm like... I'm like how'd you do that and I'm sitting there I'm like I I, didn't feel nothing I didn't feel nothing I didn't feel a thing absolutely nothing I'm like and and the the pastor goes let it out I'm like like, what (laughs) close your eyes brother speak speak I'm like I, say? <laughs> I know nothing. I know what to say. He tells me to speak, and I don't even know what I'm supposed to speak. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, uh, racing fast, speed, speed, speed. What am, I gonna... <laughs> what, what, what am I supposed to say? And I'm like this. and He said, he said Brother, you got to help God out. Well, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I don't know how. How do I help God out? And he said, "Brother, just open your mouth." I, I'm ve- I'm very, I'm very black and white. I'm a very little person. So, I, okay. I'm, I must have felt like it, idiot like I feel now. You know, I like. He said, "Brother, speak on I'm sitting there like this, you know, my eyes clothes, my hands raised up. He tells me speak. He says, brother, help God. I'm like, He said, you got listen, he says you you gotta you gotta help it out. You you move your tongue (laughs) (laughs) I'm sitting there okay. Said my tongue. No, I'm serious.
1: <laughs> I felt like an idiot. <laughs> and, he,
2: and he goes, speak! ah uh-huh. I'm like then I felt stupid even then like I feel now you know I'm sitting
0: here going why have I never heard this story before <laughs> <laughs> then
2: then I guess they thought they had a hard case so that everybody stopped here like a Then he has everybody stand up and come around me. <laughs> Next thing I know. <laughs> Speak. <laughs> 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 and they got their hands on me. And then I'm sitting, can I use an example? Just <laughs> so you're gonna be me, okay? So people, people all behind me, and I'm like this, and and people putting their hands on me, and all of a sudden, by somebody goes, speak, and it startled me, and I go ah, and they go, I just it startled me, I didn't say nothing, and they go
1: ah, you got it, you got it, you got it, that's it, you got it, you got it, you got it. I'm like I don't know what I got, I just went on, ah ah ah, I don't know what I got.
2: <laughs> I mean I don't think that's tough. Oh, oh, oh. I mean, oh, oh, oh. So I'm like I'm like Jesus. You know, you know I know, st- <laughs> You know I- <laughs> You know, I still remember the word, and I remember, I remember I'm there. <laughs> and all of a sudden I hear, "Hana." It's the only word I knew, "Hana." And I'm like, "Hana, that's it, you got it!" <laughs> oh, Hana, 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 Hana.
1: <laughs> I, mean, I
2: feel like a fool. Hanna, <laughs> Okay, I got it. Hana. And I, I, I remember, you know, we said go back to my seat, and I remember I, I said to myself, I can't forget that word, because I surely want to relieve that. And I remember go back to my seat. hanna, Hana, 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 Hana 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 and I, and i remember i remember that the pastor said pray in tongues over him but he was he, to pray you know he he didn't need to be baptized in the holy ghost but it's something else so i didn't know what to do i just okay so i went i just went and did it like this <laughs> Hana, 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 hana. Woo! Hana. Shoo. That was a Friday night. So I got saved on Thursday night, filled with the Holy Ghost on Friday night. Hana, hana, hana. And then on Saturday night, I went on the streets telling people about Jesus. And I remember that night we came home. And see my mama, my my, my, my mom and stepfather, they they were Baptists, Southern
1: Baptists.
2: (laughs) And I remember I went home and it's probably like one in the morning, maybe two. I said, Mama, mama, I said, listen, last night I got saved. And she goes, Oh honey. I am so thrilled, I'm so thrilled. I said, but mom, tonight, I got feel the Holy Ghost speaking tongues, listen. Hana, 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 hana. <laughs> 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 and, and she goes, well that's wonderful, son. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, <laughs> I, 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 I remember I went to bed that night and I said I can't forget this word Hana 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 and I remember as soon as I woke up the next morning my mom I'm like my first thing I went to was that word Hana Hana oh there it is Hana 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 Hana
1: (laughs) <laughs>
2: oh, oh, the joy of the Lord is our strength the joy of the Lord is our strength in his presence is fullness of joy in his presence is fullness of joy Come on, in His presence, there's fullness of joy. Everything you need, everything you need, Hana, 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 is in His presence.
1: <laughs>
2: oh, yeah. Fill it up. Fill it up tonight, hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> Oh, my. Are you there in Luke chapter five? We'll go to Acts two.
1: <laughs> oh. Oh, <laughs> <laughs>
2: Let it fill your house. <laughs> those of you watching, even those of you and my friends and friends in California, hallelujah. <laughs> in Florida. All over. Filled. Yeah. Here it is right now going right through that. <laughs> Hallelujah. somebody says somebody says what's happening here well you know I'm gonna show you (coughs) (laughs) (coughs) Hana 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 (laughs) Hana 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 Don't know. There's <laughs> people being healed right now. Yes. Yeah. This joy of the Lord. Yeah. Come on, gives makes the heart be merry, yeah. and the merry heart does good like a medicine. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. This yeah. Is, this you learn to live this way. Like on the broadcast this morning, we talked about you know such thing as burnout. You only burn out when you live in your own strength and your own power and your own might. <laughs> <laughs> one of Acts chapter one. I said two, didn't I? Well we'll get there. Verse <laughs> <laughs> this is the Acts. You know, usually in the Bible it says Acts of the Apostles, but really it's the Acts of the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Amen. We don't make anything about men, it's about the Holy Ghost. Amen. It's like this church. This this church, as I said last night, this church isn't here to accommodate people. Yeah. This church is here to accommodate the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Yeah. Amen.
1: Yeah.
2: So the Bible says here in verse one, the former, form, form, <laughs> the former treaties. Uh-huh. yeah, you could drink of this heavenly wine. <laughs> Those of you watching, you can have a drink. How many people's watching? How, how many people's watching?
1: <laughs> it's
2: live. Close to ten. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's nine. <laughs> Twelve. Okay, I'm in verse one, aren't I? Sheesh. The former <laughs> treaties have I made off the whatever your name is. former treaties have I made hard name. You know in the Bible when you're reading, you don't know the name, just go hard name. <laughs> Especially in genealogies, hard name begot hard name and hard name lived 130 years and begot hard name. And hard... <laughs> The former treaties have I made, O Theopolis. <clears throat> <concerning laughs> all that Jesus began, now listen to this, began both to do and teach until the day when he was taken up. <laughs> after he had given, listen, this is important. <laughs> after he had given commandments, listen to this. After he had given commandments through the Holy Spirit to the apostles. Did you know that Jesus, you know, at this point Jesus had already been resurrected? Jesus had already been resurrected, hadn't he? But isn't it interesting that that even though Jesus is resurrected, the Bible still says that he gave commandments by the Holy Ghost. Shows the importance of the Holy Ghost. See, there's a reason why the Bible begins with him and ends with him. There's a a reason why the church was birthed in the Holy Ghost. There's a reason why Jesus was born by the Holy Ghost. He's the reason why you don't see anything happen in his ministry until the Holy Ghost come. But John said when he comes, he's going to baptize us with the Holy Ghost and with fire. He's going to baptize us with the Holy Ghost and with fire. And I can tell you right now that the, that the, the the majority of the church world does not know anything about the fire of God. Just like they don't know anything about miracles, just like they don't know anything about signs and wonders, just like they don't know anything about great blessing, amen. I mean, you, you get you get around, you get around most people. I mean, <laughs> I mean you, you want to know how you're going to freak? You know how to freak people out? Just tell them, God talks to me. Yeah. No, you'll, that'll freak them out. Yeah. H- hello. Yeah. Then let them. Then to find out speaking tongues. <laughs> but God does speak to us, Amen? Amen. And so the Bible says here that that Jesus gave instructions by the Holy Ghost. So. Uh, understand this so let me show you we need to understand the importance of the Holy Spirit in our life we need to understand the importance of of the Holy Spirit in the church we need to understand his role and most people when you talk about the subject of tongues unfortunately they think that or when you talk about the Holy Ghost they think about tongues and and he's not a tongue he's he's the third person of the Godhead amen he's not he uh, there is the language of the Spirit but he's not a tongue amen just like he's not a dove, amen, just like he's not water, he's, he is a person. Now, there's symbols of the Holy Spirit, obviously, yeah. but he's the person of the Godhead, amen? Yes. And he's the one that raised Jesus from the dead. He, he's, come on, he's the, one, he's, he's the one that comes to live on the inside of us. He's the one that will lead us, and he's the one that will guide us. But notice what Jesus said, what else would happen when he comes? And he said to them, it is not for you to know the times or the dates, which the Father has fixed by his own authority, verse 8, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and unto the ends of the earth. Jesus said that when the Holy Ghost comes, power is going to come. Every single one of us that's in this house tonight should be baptized in the Holy Ghost and fire and power following us everywhere we go. Every one of us. Amen? No, every single one of us. We should be marked by the fire of the Holy Ghost. I, 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 Listen, personally, I don't think that students should be even allowed to graduate Bible school if they're not baptized in the fire of the Holy Ghost. Amen? Because if there's no fire, come on, if there's no fire, and you're full of the Holy Ghost, because if you're not full of the Holy Ghost, you're going to be full of something. Amen? And most of the time, it's religion. Amen? And, and God has not called us church to fit in That's right. amen, amen. now he's not called us to fit in he's called us as the church to advance his kingdom yes. he's called us to have a relationship with our father amen who is El Shaddai the God that is more than enough and to be filled with him we're to be filled with him be not unwise Ephesians chapter 1 verse uh, or sorry Ephesians chapter 5 verse 17 says be not unwise but understanding what the will of the Lord is Verse 18 says, be not drunk with wine when it's excess, but be filled, everybody say filled. filled. Be filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. And what happens when you're filled with the Holy Ghost? Verse 19, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Amen? Amen. And so here we see the, the the purpose of the Holy Ghost when he comes, he's, he's, he's going to come, baptize us with, the, with fire, we're going to receive power, but look what happened when he came in verse... Chapter 2. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like a mighty rushing wind came from heaven, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. And there appeared to them tongues as of fire being distributed and resting upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now, can you pull that up on, can you pull that translation up? I want you to see what the the passion translation, can you pull the passion translation up? Do you have that? You don't have the passion translation? Well, I do. So, I will get onto my iPad that Boomerang Church blessed me with. It's not working. There we go. I feel like a millennial. <laughs> I, was, I, was in the golf, I was in the golf store with my son-in-law because I got him to play golf. And I was looking at this golf bag that I liked. And, 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 and I, looked, I said, man, I like that golf bag. And he said, he said, dad, you're such a boomer. What does that mean? I don't even know what a boomer What is a boomer? He said, I'm such a boomer. <laughs> because it was American flag golf bag. It's the leather with an American flag on it. I guess millennials are not supposed to, they didn't like that, I don't know what it was, but I, I thought it was the sharpest looking golf bag in the store, because it's an American flag, you know? Then I come, then I find out, what, well, I said, what's a boomer? And then I looked at, dang, I'm not even a boomer. <laughs> I think I'm, I don't even know what I am, but I'm not a boomer. But, <laughs> well, what does that have to do with tonight's service, Brother Richard? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> It has to do that I got on my iPad here that's what it has to do because I'm reading from I'm reading here from the passion translation Listen, would what, listen what acts two says hallelujah um, <laughs> on oh, you know when he's in the back room I said the pastor I said oh, I have no idea what direction we're going tonight <laughs> those are always the best nights yes. yeah. I mean looking right from the very beginning the uh, Thank God for the Holy Ghost. Amen. 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 I thought I knew. Actually, coming here, I thought I knew. Then when I sit down back there, I did know. I Matter mean, of fact, I was talking to a friend and told him I knew where I was going, but I, this is so what are you making? You're not making any sense. I know I'm, I'm drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I feel it. <laughs> I feel it. <laughs> You know, we've done almost, since 1990, we've probably, we've probably, we've probably done almost 10,000 revivals. So for over 25 years, we do two services a day. Almost 500 meetings a year for 25 years. I mean, that's a lot of meetings. And you know, I can tell you tonight with the joy that's in the house and watching people get hit with the joy. You know, I can tell you tonight that it, it, is, it is just as real to me tonight as it was 30 30, exactly 30 years ago when it started happening? It's just as real to me tonight, the joy of the Lord, as it was 30 years ago when it started happening. See, that's, that's how you can tell something's of God. I mean, you know how you, the easiest way to tell if it's of God? See if it's still around in another 5, 6, 7, 10 years. If something just comes on the scene and only lasts for a it's, understand something, it, it, was, it, it, was, it was false signs and wonders. Amen. And if it doesn't draw attention to Jesus, then it's not from the Father anyway. If it doesn't draw attention, come on.
1: Yeah.
2: If it doesn't draw attention to the Father, amen. Yeah. People people think revival is about just accepting anything. No, the furthest thing from the truth. Amen. People think we're, you know, you, you talk to people about revival and everybody wants to focus on the manifestations. And thank God for the manifestations, because there will be manifestations in revival. But that's not the that's not the purpose of revival. The purpose of revival is get to the heart of man.
1: Yeah.
2: And, and bring man to the place to where man falls in love with Jesus all over again. Amen? Well, Jesus. Come on, church, where he becomes our first love. Amen. So here, but I want you to hear this out of the Passion Translation. He says, On the day of Pentecost, uh, on the day Pentecost was being fulfilled, all the disciples were gathered in, in one place. Suddenly. They heard the sound of a violent blast of wind rushing into the house from out of the heavenly realm. I like that. Out of the heavenly realm, because that's the realm that, that's the realm that he came from, and that's the realm that we're to live in, the heavenly realm. We're not to live, listen, we're not to operate by this natural world. We're to operate by the, by the heavenly realm. We're to operate by our, the man on the inside. Come on, we're to operate by the Holy Ghost because the Bible says, if you're a child of God, then you're led by the Spirit of God, amen? Come on, we're to, be, we're to operate by the Holy Ghost. We're to function by the Holy Ghost. Everything's by the Holy Ghost as we do it in faith, amen? amen. And so here, out of the heavenly realm, the roar of the wind was so overpowering that it was <clears throat> all anyone could bear. Then, all at once, a pillar of fire appeared before their eyes. It separated into tongues of fire and engulfed each one of them. And they were all filled and equipped with the Holy Spirit and were inspired to speak in tongues, empowered by the Spirit to speak in languages they had never learned. This is the foundation of the church, right here. This is how the church started. This is how the church started. This is the starting of the church. Listen, this is the starting of the church. Acts chapter 2 is the starting of the church. And God never intended for us to get away from it. Yeah. There's a man by the, uh, one of my favorite preachers, by, a man by the name of A.W. Tozer. A.W. Tozer, he made this statement. He said, if the Holy Ghost was to be taken out of the church today, 95% of all the stuff that happens would continue to go on. Yeah. But he said, with the early church, he said, if the Holy Ghost was taken out of the early church, 95% of all the stuff that went on would cease.
1: Yeah.
2: Meaning there's been a change. Why? Because the early church, everything was by the Holy Ghost. Yeah. What's happened today, everything's, everything's by senses. Everything's by, you know, yeah. what the mind thinks is right or what the mind thinks is wrong. Hello, just by what makes sense, or, you know. We don't operate by what makes sense. That's not how we operate. If you're only going to go by what makes sense, first off, that's not faith. Right. Yeah. Amen. If you're only going to go by what makes sense, then you're going to miss out on on God. You're going to miss out on him. You're going to miss out on him. You're going to miss out on him. See, the world says hoard. God says give. Why? Because every time you do something that he tells you to do, every time we do something that he tells us to do, we set in law, we set in motion a law. Why? Because obedience is faith. And what does faith do? Faith accesses God's power. Faith accesses God's blessing. Because here's the reality. The reality is everybody in the world saved. They just haven't received it yet. Because Jesus doesn't have to come die again, does he? He paid the price once and for all over 2,000 years ago, didn't he? Yeah, sure. sure he did. So that's why the church has to go forth and preach the gospel so that people can hear the truth and, 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 and receive Jesus as the Lord and Savior. So really the world is saved, they just haven't received it yet. But the reality is this as well. The world is healed, they just haven't received it yet. Yes. Amen? The, the, listen, understand something. The church world is Wealthy. They just haven't received it yet. Well, how do you receive it? Do you receive it by just hoping God chooses you? Because people believe that about God. They don't even know God. Do you receive it because you got to pay penance or or do do something for so long, a certain amount of time? No, that's, that's not how we access God. We access God by the, listen to me, we access God by faith. We access God by faith. And that's why I said earlier, the greatest miracle that ever took place was when we were born again. The greatest miracle that ever took place is when we translated, was translated from darkness unto light. And think about this for a moment. That faith that created the greatest miracle ever in your life is the same faith that gets you healed. Think about it. You've already received the greatest miracle. All the others are easy. All the others are easy because you've already received the greatest miracle. Amen? But the problem is, is that people people get caught, people get caught up in, in religious circles and they get religiously brainwashed and, and, they, and they base things upon religion instead of basing things upon the Word of God. Amen? Everything's got to be based upon the Word of God. Why do you believe what you believe? No, why do you say what you say? Why do you believe what you believe? Why? Because the Word of God says so. Amen? Everything, everything's about the Word of God. Everything is about the Word of God because this is. Listen, this book transforms. Listen, I, I appreciate Christian authors, and I mean, I, I, I read Christian books. But you know, your your favorite Christian book, your favorite Christian author, will understand something. The only thing that book's going to do is give you information. There's only one book that brings transformation, and that's the Word of God. There's only one book that will take you from death to life. That's the Word of God. There's only one book that will change your nature, and hello, that's the Word of God. Amen. So it has to be. It has to be utmost importance. It has to be first. Amen. That's why everything we do, we have to base upon the Word of God. But the Bible, the Word of God. Listen to me. The Bible says that the Spirit of God was poured out, and fire set upon the church, and they begin to speak with other tongues. The Bible says that the just shall live by faith. That means everything we do, we function. Everything we do, we function by faith. And you know, listen, the reality is you do know how to function by faith because it was by faith that you got saved. Yeah. We just let other things come and get in. That's why, that's why everything has to be based upon the word of God, Amen. No, everything has to be based upon the Word of God. Yeah. And, and, and faith does not operate by what makes sense. Faith doesn't operate by what makes sense. Yeah.
1: Right.
2: No, faith doesn't operate by what makes sense. Right. Amen. Amen? But see, but faith does do something. It does access God. Yeah. It does access His redemptive power. Yeah. It does access, come on, it accesses the supernatural. It accesses miracles. Amen. Yeah. And God will always. I, I shared this. I shared the, this uh, this morning on the broadcast. I shared about how uh, you know uh, I, I was I was in I was in Russia, but before I went to Russia, I'm I'm I'm, tell, I'm talking to the Lord about you know the debt that we have. This this and this was this was this was probably this was probably ten years ago, and I'm I'm talking to the Lord about the debt that we have, and you know because you know I, I'm the type I just do it. You know, I just put I just put it on the you know card and just go and I just do it, and uh, you know that that's not always wise.
1: Right.
2: Amen. Actually, I say not always. The reality is, it's not wise at all yeah. if you don't have it. Amen. Now I know there's a there's exceptions, but anyway, so I'm I'm talking to the Lord about this debt and. And, you know, the Lord didn't really, because I'm thinking, okay, Lord, what, do you, what is it that you have me do? Because I, I realize that, I realize this, is that there is our part to play in everything. Now, there's all part to play. God doesn't come to us based upon our convenience. But he does come to us based upon our sacrifice. It's our obedience. That's... What are we willing to do that nobody else is willing to do? Yeah. Amen? That's draw nigh to him. That's seeking him with all of your heart. That's seeking him with all of your heart. Searching him out with all of your heart. But he did give us this promise. He did tell us that we would find him. He did tell us that if we draw nigh to him, that he would draw nigh to us. He did tell us that, amen? Yeah. He, come on, he did tell us that if we would diligently seek him, he would allow. He would. He, he would what? He would reward us. Because he's, he's a rewarder. Come on, he's a rewarder. He's a rewarder. Come on, church, he's a rewarder. Yeah. He's a rewarder to who? He's a rewarder to those who diligently seek him. That's why I say, don't make no mistake about it. You being here tonight does not go unnoticed with God. That's right. Amen? because hunger is an action hunger is an action but also realize this those who should in here that didn't come it doesn't go unnoticed notice with the Lord amen and it's amazing it's amazing that everybody wants things based upon what's convenient for them but that's not how God operates he wants you to come after him he wants you to draw an eye to him he wants you to seek him amen and so I, I said, Lord, I'm thinking, Lord, is there something you needed me to do to, you know, to, to release my faith? And, and the Lord didn't say anything to me. So about a month later, I was in Russia. I was in St. Petersburg, Russia. And uh, I, was, um, I was doing this conference. and, the, and There's about 12 pastors that came together. And a pastor came to me and said, hey, would you receive the offering for the, for the conference? And I said, sure. And, and so then he handed me $2,000. I mean, which you know, which today we found out was 155,000 rubles. That's, that's a lot of money, because it is all relative. And and the people are precious, and the the people of Russia are precious. I've been to 55 nations of the world. Precious people. Matter of, matter of fact, I'm, as, soon, as soon as things open up, I'm I'm heading right back to Slovakia and 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 spending uh, some time there in Slovakia, and. Um, so I, i'm i'm he so he gives me the two thousand dollars and i think to myself well man i'm going be paid for my plane tickets hallelujah and so i i had a dear pastor friend of mine that was with me and i gave him i said put this in the put this in your briefcase and and um, so i got up to do their offering as i'm doing the offering i see the pastor sitting on the row and when i see this one couple the lord speaks to me and says give them your offering i i, I only had it for 20 minutes half <laughs> hour maybe it could have been 50 minutes so okay what I do it, whatever you want and so I remember I received the offerings for the conference and I went down to, to my pastor friend I said I need that $2,000 and he knows me and he said you're going to give it away aren't you I said well I got to obey the Lord so he gave it to me and I went over to the couple and I gave them $2,000 and the pastor goes thank you and the, the wife looks at it and she starts crying she starts crying and actually that night then I went and did the, the, uh, finished the conference that night, paralyzed men walked that night. yeah uh, glorious things happened that night yeah. and um, so we get so they took me to eat sushi and i don't even like sushi, but they took me to eat sushi in <laughs> Russia, you know
1: <laughs> I said,
2: i'm like, uh, whatever I, I'll have some of that lettuce right there and, <laughs> and uh <laughs> I like things cooked. You know what I mean? I mean, trust me. You've been the nations I've been to. Huh? Listen, I'm going to tell you right now. It paid to obey the Holy Ghost.
0: Yes. Because
2: I was in Africa one time, and I think I still had some, still some religious thinking in me, because they went to feed me this food, and and soon as soon as they put put it in front of me, I heard the Holy Ghost say, "Don't eat it." I'm like. I didn't want to offend the people. I, 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 I hate to admit, I disobeyed. And I took just one bite, I knew it was bad. One bite. You know, I was sick for the next year. Next year. Page to obey. Yes, it does. Amen. And um, so anyway, I, uh, <clears throat> we're sitting in this, you know, sushi place. So I said to the pastor, I said, Pastor, is that offering going to help you? He says, yes, thank you. I want more response than that. So I, so I always learned, if you want to know what's going on, don't talk to the husband, talk to the wife.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> so I said, I said ma'am, how's that, that, that offering going to help you? Oh, Brother Richard, let me tell you. Then she just goes on. And, and, and uh, she said, that, uh, that offering's going to get us totally out of debt. Glory, it's going to get us totally out of debt. And there's such a, she said, there's such a heavy weight lifted from us, such a burden lifted from us. It's going to get us totally out of debt. And, and man, I so blessed me. And then I remember I get home, and Then I'm, I'm home, and I, I'm coming down the road, to, I don't know, sometime later, and I start reminding the Lord about my debt problem again. And this time but when, he, when I reminded him of it, he spoke to me in an audible voice. He said, you have a harvest, call it in. I got a harvest, call it in. See, can't, there can't be any harvest until there's a seed. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, that's why you, can, you need to go back and just listen to, to what uh, Pastor Brian spoke on about the, um, the giving message, about their offering. It was powerful. It'll change your life. Yeah. And so the Lord said I, got a, I, he said, I got a harvest. I said, Lord, I got a harvest? And he goes, when you was in Russia, when I told you to give that $2,000 to the pastor, what did it do? I'm like, well, Lord, the pastor's wife said it got him totally out of debt. And the Lord spoke to me and said, what you make happen for others, I'll make happen for you. Yeah, amen. I rolled down my window. I said, Ravens, boy, go get my money and bring it to 2780 East Fowler, Suite 204, Tampa, Florida, 33612. <laughs> Angels, go get my money from the north, south, east, and west. Go get my money. And so that, that was, I think that was in November, January i get a phone call buddy of mine calls me up and you know he's a, a very successful businessman living in Destin, florida and he calls me up and he's got his you know three million dollar penthouse there and and he says hey what are you doing this week i said you know i i'm, I'm home and to be honest with you I, I'm, I'm gonna play golf and he said man i he said man he said i need to get out I, i've been so busy he said man won't you won't you won't you, won't you come up here to Destin?" and and uh he said man we'll, me and you we'll go play golf during the day and man, we'll, we'll have steak at night. He said, Won't you pray about it and call me back? I said, No, I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, some things you don't have to pray about, you know what I mean? <laughs> and, <laughs> and then I, I remember. <laughs> I, I remember when we'd get there, and, and then I'm, I'm, I remember we were driving, and he had, he, had to, he had to make some calls, and he had me drive his. His, 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 vehicle and I remember we were driving. So after he got on the phone, he said, "So how? how he said, so he said, tell me, how's the finances in the ministry?" I said, "Good." He said, "So the Lord meeting the needs?" I said, "The Lord's good." He said, "But how are the finances?" I said, "Good."
1: <laughs>
2: typical man, you know. Now if my wife wouldn't have been there. I mean, typical. Then he hollered at me. He said, "I'm asking you a question." Startled me, so I hold her back at him. Okay, what do you want to know? <laughs> and he's been a partner with the ministry for years, so I didn't mind. And, and so I, I just don't talk about things like that. Now we we walk by faith, not by yeah. hints. Amen. Yeah, yeah. Some people they live their life by faith without hints is dead. Don't go. Don't don't go give, giving hints. You know. You know. I'm you know I'm believing God for a night on camera. Hallelujah. <laughs> no, no, no. That's a hint. I don't. I'm just using an example. Don't, don't give me your camera I want to take. and so so I told him he said why don't you just tell me at the beginning and I said but I'm a man <laughs> and he says he said the reason I had you come up here and I called you because the Lord told me to give you $100,000 and he said it gonna help you he stop the golf cart get out get back in and he said not only that three months from now I'm gonna give you another hundred thousand stop <laughs> amen, amen. Then, then you know then you know what happened that week see I follow the Holy Ghost always follow the Holy Ghost so that same that same week he gets a call from a lady who has a, 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 a she 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 gave she sold her trust and she bought this abandoned hospital to house women who get out of prison. And uh, she's got 300 women because it's something like 95, 98% or whatever it is of women get out of prison go back into prison. And so she, she bought this hospital to, so that the, the women can stay there and bring their family, the kids there and teach them a trade and just, you know, give them, you know, give them tools and, to help them so they don't have to go back to prison. Amen? So they don't have to keep selling themselves. Come on. Amen? And so, so he said, hey man, won't you, won't you, he said, why don't you, won't you drive with me? It's like only four hours. And I said, i tell you what, I'll go with you if she lets me preach to those ladies, those 300 ladies. He said, well, I, I can't arrange that. I mean, I can talk to her. He said, I said, dude, I said, trust me, you're getting ready to go because she needed money. And so I said, you're getting ready to go give her $100,000. She's going to let me speak. <laughs> so made a phone call, and, and because of the programs and stuff that was going on, said I, I got an hour that's all i need Give me an hour and I remember I, I remember I get there now here's all ever, ever seen half of the ladies there's 300 of them half of them have aids wow. they all have diseases multiple diseases half of them are lesbians they'd all sold themselves and so i said to the lord i said lord i said i got i said our, our meetings go for hours i got an hour With these ladies I said Lord I can't afford these ladies after 45 minutes decide they like me I said Lord let them like me right away as soon as I get up and I remember the Lord told me what to do I remember I got up and when they had me come up I said you know what my name is uh, Richard Moore I'm an evangelist to travel the nations of the world but before I go any further I said ladies I have to apologize to you and went quiet in the house I said I have to apologize to you ladies because unfortunately Every single one of you all you all you've had in your life is bastards your father was a bastard your pimp was a bastard your husband was a bastard your boyfriend was a bastard you've only known bastards That's all you've known and when I said that this one lady and she was the mean one of the whole, uh, of the 300 I mean she was the one I mean she was the one when you walk down the hall the others were in the room I mean she was the mean one she spoke up as soon as I said that, she spoke up and she goes, oh, am I like this, white boy? And do you know it broke it?
1: Yeah.
2: Do you know it broke it? Do you, know, you know that night one lady was uh, paralyzed on her whole left side, totally paralyzed, god gave her miracles. she was totally healed started dancing and running around the place when that happened the place came unglued then one lady who was the mean one she was on the floor drunk in the holy ghost And you know i give an altar call that night i gave an altar call and out of 300 ladies 290 of them gave their life to jesus amen. and the only reason there wasn't 300 is because 10 of them had already gotten saved amen follow the holy ghost But then I went from a high to a. a, I wasn't depressed, but I went from a high to a low, because I said after after the meeting, I said to the lady who bought the hospital, I said, hey, I said, she's called the Love Lady. I said, Sister Love Lady. I said, I noticed across the street there's a big old uh, denominational church. I said, these ladies. I said, why don't you go there tomorrow and talk to the pastor and see if you can use his baptismal and baptize all 300 of these ladies? She goes, that won't that won't happen. I said, "Why?" She was because I've gone to him before and tried to use his baptismal just to baptize a couple of the ladies, and the pastor told me, "Ma'am, your kind's not welcome here." Oh. Yeah. I prayed the church burned down.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> what do you mean? Like, kind out of, Well, that's a denominational church. Yeah, if I mentioned the name, you'd know it. Maybe some of you was in that denomination. What do you mean? Well, think about it. Your kind is not welcome here. Religion is mean. Religion is very mean. It is Religion, it will murder you. That's what it did to Jesus. It murdered him, didn't it? When When the God they worshiped is in their midst and they didn't even know it. When they start crying out, crucifying, 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 they didn't know that they're that the blood covenant God, the God that they worship, the God of Isaac, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God who parted the Red Sea. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. The God who caused the axe handle to float. The God who brought water out of a rock. The God who created the stars with his breath and named each one. He come to his own, and the Bible says his own received him not. And now they're crucifying, him, crucifying, him, crucifying. That's religion for you. That's religious. Stuff. well religion crucified? Religion crucified the, the Lord of glory. But religion also said, "You're kind of welcome." I used to when listen. I used to when I when I get people saved, and, and I'm in a different city or a different, or just not even even in meetings in that city, just traveling through. If I get somebody saved. I, I used to tell them to pick a church and go to it. I don't do that no more. Yeah. I don't do it because I don't want to send them to a religious church. If I can, I try to get on a church or, you know, look at, see if I can't find a church for them. Yeah. And if not, I tell them, I said, look, you need to get in church. So here's how, here's how you pick a church. Find the church that everybody says in the cities that's an occult. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only thing the enemy knows. I'm sure this church has been called an occult, hasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's an occult on websites, <laughs> on websites and everything. Yeah, just find the church. Just find the church. Just think about it. Somebody got saved here and now, okay, they go on and look, find out the church, rumor occult. Okay, oh, I was told to go to that church. So go- <laughs> and they come in and come into this presence. Yeah. Oh, yeah. amen. Come into the glorious presence of the Lord. Amen.
1: Yeah.
2: Oh, hallelujah. Thank God for the precious Holy Spirit. Yeah, yeah. Amen. <laughs> Thank God for the precious Holy Spirit. Go with me to Acts 3. Hallelujah. Now Acts 2, the church was birthed, the church started. Here in Acts 3, this is one year later, okay, one year later, now Peter and John went up together to the temple at the ninth hour, the hour of prayer, and a man lame from birth was being carried, whom people placed daily at the gate of the temple. Called beautiful to ask alms from those who entered into the temple. Seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, he asked for alms, and Peter, gazing his eyes with John, said, Look on us. So he paid attention to them, expecting to receive something from them. So now, understand here's Peter and John. Peter and John, uh, uh, the Bible says they were going to pray. Prayer is so important. Come on, prayer is so important. Now, come on, church, prayer is so important. The Bible says they were going to pray. And yet as they was going to pray, all of a sudden, something happened to them. I want you to understand the importance of faith. Something happened to them because the gift of faith was dropped into them. Yeah, And they had something. See, this is the church. The church was going to pray. Listen to me. The church was going to pray. But as the church was going to pray... The, the church, here, here's this lame man you know, who they'd seen before because the Bible says he's laid there daily but all of a sudden the gift of faith was dropped into him and now they give attention to him. I'm sure they probably didn't pay attention to him before but now they pay attention to him and they look, on him, they look at him, the, they look at the lame man and the, then the Bible says that the lame man is expected to receive something from him and the Bible says here the Bible says in verse 6 Then Peter said, I have no silver and gold, but I give you what I have. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and raised him up immediately, and his feet and ankle bones strengthened. Jumping up, he stood and walked and entered the temple with them, walking and jumping. And praising God and all the people saw him walking and praising God they the, verse him they knew that it was he who set for alms at the beautiful gate of the temple and they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had or what had happened or what happened to him but then now look at verse so jump down to verse look at verse 16 the Bible says in verse 16 and his name By faith in his name has made this man strong whom you see and know and faith which comes through him has given him this or given him perfect health in your presence. What's involved here? Faith. 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 The gift of faith was dropped in in Peter and John. But also, but notice what he says here. It wasn't that just the gift of faith was dropped. Notice he says and his name, by faith in his name, remember what Peter and John said silver and gold have an but that which I have I give to you, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. So, the Bible says here, and his name, by faith in his name, has made this man strong whom you see and know, and faith which comes through him has given him this perfect health in your presence. So here's this lame man. He had the impossible in his life. He'd never walked. And we keep reading this for 40 years. Never walked. But all of a sudden, here comes the church. Here comes the church. And all of a sudden, the church who operated by faith, who had the gift of faith, dropped into them silver and gold have i none now don't i've heard people take that out of context and say see the disciples didn't have any money stupid (laughs) seriously i mean that's the scripture that you have to base a whole doctrine on what what he was saying he was basically saying to the man you need money but i got something that money can't buy See money's going to bring you back here tomorrow But I got something that's going to change your life Because you're never going to have to beg Another day in your life Silver and gold have I none That's not what I got to give you But I do have something In the name of Jesus rise up and walk But the Bible says that he That that, that something had to happen See faith is an act The Bible says that they reached down After they said in the name of Jesus rise and walk The Bible says they reached down now And they grab him And they pull him up. And then the power of God was manifested in his legs. And the Bible says that he went with the disciples. He went with them walking and leaping and jumping and praising the Lord. Amen? Then Then the disciples get arrested. You know, that sounds like in America today. Then they get... Who would have ever thought? Honestly, like I said last night. Who would have ever thought that the day would come in America when the government of this great nation tells us to shut the doors of church. You didn't hear about Islam's door shutting. You didn't hear about the Muslims' door shutting. Amen, come on. The liquor stores didn't close because they were considered essential. The abortion clinics didn't close because they were considered essential. The weed dispensaries didn't close because they were considered essential now the grocery stores didn't close because they were considered essential now in florida they 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 didn't close the golf courses because the governor came out and said the golf courses are essential (laughs) he did that's the truth though actually and yet, here we come in America now. They, 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 listen, they tell us, not only did they tell us to shut the church down, when they did open back up, you can only have 50. And you had the six feet difference. Hello, come on, church. Yeah. You know what, if, if ever, if, if listen, and we, I understand the first couple of weeks. That's, that's We all understood that, because we didn't know what was going on. But now, not nine months later. Amen? Amen. Yeah. Not nine months later. And actually, most pastors, actually, that after a couple of weeks, they said, Nons, this is nonsense. And we're going to have church. I mean, some, I mean, have church in the parking lot, which, which is fine. I mean, it's church. Have church. Then I think you guys only went, what, just a few weeks? In the parking lot. In the parking lot. lot, yeah. Then you move back in. Why? Because you begin to see, hey, wait, something else is going on here. But who would ever thought in America, though? Who would ever thought in America... Think about who, and see, here's the thing that you have to understand. The, the, the enemy is not stupid. The, the devil's not stupid. You know, I'm, I'm a, people, I've heard, I'm gonna I'm a, I'm a whip the devil. Yeah, you're gonna get your backside handed to you. You ain't no match for the devil, physically. Spiritually, he has to obey you. Amen? Yeah, submit to God, So, but here's the problem. And so pe- people don't, don't understand that that he's subtle, so he's, he, he he because the whole thing was to attack the church. Yeah,
1: yeah,
2: It was all about the church first. I know people say it's about the election, well, part of it, but it's really about the church first.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. To shut the church up, because if, if he can get the enemy, listen to me, if the enemy can get the church to shut their mouth... Yet the gates of hell can prevail. You're right. right Amen. But the moment you open up your mouth, yeah. come on, the forces of yeah. darkness are pushed by. Come on. Yeah. The moment you open up your mouth, yeah. hell has to obey. Yes. The moment you open up your mouth, hell has to bow. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Because we got a name above every name. Yeah. I mean, let me tell you, do you think it's going to be any different you know, when it comes to the mark? I mean, Satan didn't just come out and say, stop having church. Are you kidding me? The government didn't just come out and say stop having church. No, they, they, they had to shut the church up by bringing in some virus. Because they know, that because, listen, hell knows if, if he did this, if the government just said, pastors, you can't have church no more. but that, that would never happen. So he brought it into a, you know, a, a disease that has a 99.6, you know, 99.6% recovery rate. so you, you, you think he's going to introduce the mark this is the mark of the beast take it no it's gonna be subtle and unfortunately there'll probably be some that fall for it yeah. because they believe everything they hear on the on, on the one-eyed devil
1: yeah.
2: amen yeah. They, they believe everything they hear on the television yeah. you know especially the news you know you, can, you, you know you can be so in tune with the Holy Ghost that you know what's going to happen in the world before it happens? Yes. Yeah. We're, spirit, we're, 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 that, we're that in tune with the Father. We're one with the Father. Come on, church. Yes. Amen? Yeah. We're one with the Father. Yeah. We're one with the Father. Yes. Yes. We're one with the Father. We're one with the Father. Come on, we're one with the Father. Yes. So the Bible says here, the Bible says that they got thrown in jail. They got thrown in jail but the Bible says after they got out of jail they was able to go their own and something else something else happened when they go to their own and you go to the fourth chapter the Bible says here in verse 23 and being released they went to their own people and reported what the chief priest and elders had said to them you gotta have a place you call home church you got a place you call home. I know. I know. I know this this uh, this morning that um, we was talking about, uh, or, or I can't remember. If it was on the broadcast or when we was having lunch. Pastor talked about how the word of knowledge came and about supernatural protection. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, on the broadcast, supernatural protection. You know, thank 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 God for a Holy Ghost church. Thank God for a Holy Ghost church. And and and, and, and was that week? that um, a couple was driving in their van and their family and uh, a semi-truck, whole axle broke and a whole tire came off. And it was coming down the road, coming right toward them. And when it got right, before it got to the car, it jumped over the car. Man, listen. (laughs) But yet, God knew that was going to happen before it came. See, that's why the Bible says the Holy Ghost will show you things to come. Thank God you spoke that out. Yeah. Amen. That's why you got to get into a good Holy Ghost church. Yeah, yeah. Well, man, I'd like to, but man, I I'd like to come here, but man, I live an hour away. Well, guess what? Then drive an hour. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Well, I live two hours. Well, then drive two hours. Yeah. Well, I live three hours. Well, then drive three hours. Yeah. Amen. Because you, you got it. You, that's got to be first. That's got to be first. Right. No, no, come on. That's got to be first. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's got to be first. Right. No, you drive three hours to play golf. Or three hours to go fishing well that 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 went over big didn't it <laughs> yeah, but, go but shopping, it, yeah, yeah go road shopping road. I mean yeah what is, you go, yeah. is it is it you know I said to the Lord I said Lord I, I, don't ever let me get to the place in my life I, I, and here's what I here's how I operate because it's all about the kingdom yeah. I refuse to spend more money on me or my hobbies or my vacations than I do the kingdom of God Amen. I refuse. I refuse. No, I refuse. I refuse. And if you spend more money on your vacations, if you spend more money on your hobbies than you do the kingdom of God, then things are off track. You you need to return. You need you need to return and take care of the house of God first. Amen? No, no, no. Come on, church. You were shouting real loud a moment ago. Come on. Why? Well, because the kingdom of God has to be first. Right. but you, but I promise you you, you keep God first right. oh he's gonna make sure you're first That's right. you take care of his house he's gonna take care of your house yeah. come on you be about yeah. his business and come on church you be about his business he's gonna be about your business yeah. Yeah. amen yeah. oh put him first put him first. matter of fact you find out that you keep putting him first oh let me tell you what happens and I'm gonna pray let me tell you what happens when you put him first <clears throat> I might have told this when I was here a few years ago, a couple years ago, but this, this story has kept coming over in my spirit the last about four times, three, four times already tonight, so I need, I need to obey, I need to tell and um, <clears throat> there was this and, and, at the turn of the century, uh, I think it was like 19, 1901 or something, there was this man his name was <clears throat> his name was Kerr, and he, um, he was he was in debt and uh, so he got a hold of this book on tithing, and after reading the book, he he determined and he vowed that, that from this day on, I will I will never I will never dishonor God without tithing. I will always honor Him and tithe and give offerings. And and so a year later, he 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 bought this investment for hundred dollars. I mean that's a lot of money in nineteen one or two so a year later, he's totally out of debt by honoring the Lord with the tithe. And now he has, you know, $100, he buys this investment. And by the time 1908 come around, he has the largest factory of its kind in the world. Well, all of a sudden in 19, 1908 or 1906, the, the, the earthquake hit San Francisco. And I mean, the city was destroyed by the earthquake. Then the city caught on fire, and what the earthquake didn't destroy, the fire did destroy. So Mr. Kerr gets this telegram, and the telegram read, you know, we're sorry that, that San Francisco has been destroyed by an earthquake. The city's now on fire, and we're, we're sorry to report to you, Mr. Kerr, that you've lost everything, and Mr. Kerr responded back. I don't know if he had to have somebody just, you know, because by code then or how he responded, but he said, I've lost nothing and I'll be there ASAP and course you know you know some of his friends thought you know that's he's he's in denial so forth so on but no no he had a foundation come on he had a he had a foundation he had a foundation come on he had a foundation he had a foundation he had a foundation foundation. come on he had a foundation the foundation was the word And he said, no, I've lost nothing. If I've lost everything, then my God is not real and he's a liar. Because the Bible says that if I honor him with my tithe, if I honor him with tithes and offerings, my Bible says that he will, he will hold back the devour. Yes. Come on. He'll hold back the devour. Yes. He'll hold back the devour. Yes. He'll hold back. The, that's what the Bible says. Yes. He'll hold back the devour." And he got on the to train two weeks later he gets to san francisco the city's destroyed there's a gentleman there to pick him up and you know what the talk of the city was there's one building there's one building in san francisco that's standing I mean, i'm sure there was probably a couple others but in this area where his building was everything was completely destroyed so when the earthquake earthquake hit every building north south east and west of him crumbled but his building stayed standing and then a fire hit and it was he had he had a big wood fence around his property and it said that the fire would come right up to his property and jump over the building and destroy everything on the other side so on on the, the inside of his property, the wood was perfect. On the outside, it was scorched. And here's the thing that's so amazing about it, is that he had probably the most flammable building in the whole city. Because it was full of tanks of gas and oil. Because what Mr. Kerr produced, and as soon as I tell you what it is, you're going to know. He produced Kerr canning jars. You know what I'm talking about now? Kerr, K-E-R, K-E-R, jars. Well, that's what he made. And here's the thing that's so amazing. You ready for this? There was thousands of jars on the shelves. Not one jar broke. Not one jar fell off. Not one jar fell off. Not one jar fell off. Jar fell off. See, God said, you honor me, I honor you. God said, you take care of my house, I'm going to take care of your house. God yeah. said, you seek me first, you seek my kingdom first, you be about my business, I'm yeah. going to be about yours. Yeah. Do you know from that day forward, every jar that went out, was, there was a track in it. There was a gospel track in that. I don't know how it is today, but I mean, while he was still alive anyway, every, a track was put into the jar. curved cannon jars. That's a true story. Hallelujah. Yeah, I heard, actually, you know who I heard that from? Now you've heard the rest of the story remember Paul Harvey was Paul Harvey told that story hallelujah yeah Uh, understand something he's so he's so marvelous he's so he's so good he's he's so wonderful he's he's El Shaddai he is more than enough he's more than enough he's more than enough he's more than enough and he's so good and he's so merciful come on he's so good and he's so merciful There's nothing too difficult for him. There's nothing too difficult for him. Oh, listen, understand. Miracle, you need a miracle. Here's the reality. You got faith for a miracle tonight. That's right. You got faith because that same faith that you have took you from darkness to light. Amen? Come on, that same faith that you had took you from darkness to light. Come on, took you from darkness to light. Amen. Amen. That same faith will fill you tonight. Yeah. It gets you filled tonight. And it gets you healed tonight. And yeah. it gets you free tonight. It'll get you delivered tonight. Amen? Yeah. Hallelujah.